Yo, 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 what's going on? Mike Tech, Mike Tech, Kyle, can you hear me fine and clear? We yeah, good to go? Good. Now, good. I, I want to apologize to my viewers, uh, to the fans. I'm sorry, last week, I don't know. I, I blame Kyle because I always blame Kyle for everything. Um, it was my fault this time on my end. <laughs> Kyle's like, all right, whatever, you can blame me, whatever, you can blame me, whatever I want. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, everything is all good, man. Um, I had to cut, like, 14 minutes of it. It was... Man, if I was working at a job or on-air talent or whatever for radio, I would be fired because 14 minutes of desk pace is bad. Um, usually you want to run advertisements usually with that time frame if something goes wrong. But um, anyways, man, uh, we back. We back with number one. Um, I got my man on the one and two, Kyle Edwards, man, a.k.a. Zion. <laughs> man, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's been a wild sports scene because March Madness, which we'll get into, I know. Um, free agency, like there's just so much going on right now. It's kind of hard to keep track of everything, but uh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, actually, I mean, we, I mean, I have March Madness. Uh, we can go over March Madness real quick. Uh, that was probably the last thing we could talk about, but we can put it at first, man. So many different. I, I actually had the website up. Um, did like bracket. Uh, let me put that up for y'all to see. We can just follow the bracket. Share screen. Nope. Hold on one second. Okay. Share screen. Uh, you said go to the Chrome tablet, right? Yeah. Always share the tab. Don't like share uh, necessarily the window. But are, can you see this? Or I didn't put it up there yet. Then you gotta pull it up on the stream. All right. All right. Can y'all see? Can everyone see this? Nope. Oh, wait. I always forget to do that. Yeah. All right. Here we go. All right. So this is the March Madness bracket. Um, I felt kind of confident in like the first day because you know I had Maryland. I you're, um, you're, what you're sharing right now is like the Google search. Oh man, hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, oh, said the wrong thing. Oh, let me in share screen. I think oh, for some reason my thing is laggy on my computer. Oh, okay, this is this one. Okay. All right, now is it good now? Oh wait, uh, I got this here on the screen. Oh, yep. Very good. All right, there we go. All right, so we got the uh, the March Madness. You know, it's March. It might be in the March. See that the March Madness is is. It's here. Um, like I said, I, I felt kind of confident, uh, you know, first day, because I had Maryland beat West Virginia. That was a crazy game. Uh, we, we were waiting on Alabama to see who they're going to face because they, they think Texas A&M faced somebody in the play-in to, like, play – who they faced to, to to play Alabama. They had to play in the play-in game, right? Yeah, that's where uh, A&M – was that Corpus Christi or whatever came from? They came from the the first four. 
they got Alabama. I mean, Alabama beat them. Then Alabama beat Maryland. Alabama-San Diego State, I think, is going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, San Diego State's really good defensively. Alabama as well. So it might be, might be a low-scoring game, but I, I really like what Alabama's doing right now. Right, right. So uh, this is browser real quick. What happened? So um, Alabama, well, I guess the first game I saw was Maryland and West Virginia. I had Maryland beating the West Virginia. Um, so they faced Alabama. So I was perfect the first, like, game of the day. Um, I, I mean, I was a little worried because Maryland was – they were down and then West Virginia was cooking. And then it was like a 3 to 11 in the first quarter or beginning of the first quarter that uh, – at half, Maryland kind of like got it close, and then they kind of came back and uh, off like a last second layup, and then um, Virginia they had an opportunity to score, but they couldn't get it. So I was one and uh, but then all of a sudden, boom, 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 here comes the next game, Virginia Furman. That's where everything started to turn. Um, I had obviously I had Virginia taking it. Um, no one, you know, no one really expects a four seed team to lose to Furman, but hey, it's Virginia. That's Virginia for you. Um, 4-13 isn't that big of a gap anymore. Uh, I know ESPN said... I mean, I don't even know where Furman is. I don't, is that New York? Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> well, I mean, I no yeah, ESPN said is. that that matchup was one of their more popular upsets, even though I think that's more about Virginia than Furman, because... Virginia plays a really low-scoring, slow type of uh, basketball that doesn't necessarily work in March Madness. Because as you've seen from these games, a lot of these teams like to run up and down. Virginia doesn't do that. So if Virginia struggles shooting, they are kind of ripe for an upset. And Furman, you know, you got to give them a lot of credit. Because anytime you see a small school like that go up against one of these major uh, programs like Virginia, that has to be a lot of pressure on your kids because it's their first time probably facing off against a team like that. March Madness, you know, bunch of eyeballs on you. So we've seen teams fall under that kind of exposure, but Furman played really well. And good thing for Virginia, they weren't so the biggest upset mm-hmm. of the first round. So at least they have that going for them. Right, right. Because for my final four, I had Alabama still here. Uh, I had Houston, Duke, I think Kansas. But, yeah, we will all break it down in a little bit. Uh, so, I think this is the South region still, I, I believe. All this is South, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we got Virginia losing or by one point. And the way they won it or they lost was crazy. Um, they actually – well, if, if the guy made both free throws, the last free throw set, he made one of two. That I mean, if he if they would have tied, it would have been like a what a tie game, um, but that but that free throw shot that he missed kind of was crucial. They got it back, dude. I don't know what his name was in the corner. He threw the ball like a freaking Joe Flacco, Denver Bronco, Hail Mary touchdown pass, and threw it um, in the backcourt. Furman guy got it, passed it, and the funny thing was like the the Furman's forward had the ball at the top of the key. And the announcer was saying, oh, this, this dude, I don't know why it's the top of the key. He's not a ball hander. He got stripped um, on Furman, and then they got the layup, and then boom, 
the same guy who got stripped was open for the three. And I think the guy who 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 got stripped passed the ball to the open guy. Um, even the even the guys on Furman, um, the players, I mean, they were they were surprised that oh my god, he threw it away. Oh my god, like because like they, like you said, they could have had a timeout or they had a timeout. They could have you know. I don't think they had. Do they have the advancement like the NBA? Like if you have a, if you're in the full court, if you call time, you're in the half court. Last second of the game, or yeah. they don't they don't have that. Cause I swear to God, uh, uh, there's one I college game I saw. I, I think in college, if you do, you have to like call two timeouts or something like that. Cause I swear, I think it was like it was the, the Xavier game. Uh, they called timeout and they advanced the ball at half court. I don't know. I don't know the specific rule. I know it's a little different than the NBA. That much I know, but um, well, I mean that that situation happens because Virginia went into that game as a big favorite, and the more teams like Furman or whatever stick around, it puts so much pressure on Virginia that they just lose their head. Because we've seen it in other games in this tournament as well, like questionable decisions from players. Uh, I'm sure if the Virginia player. I think it was like Kohei or Clark or something like that. I can't remember his name, but, yeah. you know, maybe in a regular season game, he's in the corner. He calls timeout. But tournament, he panicked. I still wonder whether he was trying to throw the ball like up in the air to run the timeout or if he was trying to throw it over the top of the Furman player who was a half court because there's a Virginia guy on the other end of the floor. I think he was trying to throw it to him. He just didn't get enough on it. And it's it's a tough way to lose, but like that's that's March Madness. That's why it's such a you know widely popular you know experience for people to watch. Yeah, I mean it's the way that that game that game ended. Like you know, it I was kind of like, damn, like I was one zero, and then boom, I was going back and forth between both Maryland game and the Furman game, and um. You know, they're both tight nick nip games. And uh so now um I think I have San Diego State, but I didn't pick Furman, but I had San Diego State facing Virginia, but um they did advance San Diego and then they um so Creighton law uh beat Lindsay State. I did pick Baylor to make it past the second round, so they're playing Creighton, I think. That's I think that's a live game going on right now, I think. Unless that's a Little. Yeah, that game's on right now. Um, so and then Missouri, I picked Missouri. Um, so Arizona was a shocking one. I mean, Princeton, number fifteen seed, uh, school in Jersey, um, second year like a, a top school or a, a second year a Jersey school beat a top seeded team. I know last year, uh, Saint Peter's beat Purdue or upset Purdue. Um, I think they're number fifteen or sixteen, and then this year we had Princeton. Uh, they, I did have Arizona in my probably as many as others had their in their final four. Um, and how the one that was made me really happy was Purdue losing um, FDU. Uh, um, I mean, like you said, Iggy was didn't really have you know couldn't really score, uh, and they kind of seem to have they kind of seem to have problems with like the lower hit teams like you know Rutgers has their number and. During the season, they upset them last year in the season, and then they beat them again this year. Um, so I think they have problems with like you know underrated teams. They get too coggy, 
why not? You're the number one seed, but FDU, another another Georgia school, or Georgia school, FDU, kind of like up the parkway from me, um, beat Purdue. Um, now that game, Memphis, man, oh, that game was crazy. I think that was last night, um, 65 to 66. Uh, I know Key said that uh, Memphis kind of screwed up because uh, Penny Hardaway didn't call a timeout in time or something like that. I mean, I didn't really watch that game, like, entirely. Um, so, I think the Tennessee's waiting on FDU, the winner of FDU and FA, FAU. I don't know. I'm not sure too much about these two teams, but I don't know who's going to be the winner of that because, you know, I, I would pull for FDU because they're kind of like in Jersey, but they're, they're a Jersey favorite um, around here. But on the next I mean, game, they play, Duke. They play pretty similar, except for – uh, FAU probably plays more of a interior game because they have a low post guy who's pretty good. FDU plays more on the perimeter because they, they just want to beat you with speed, create mismatches, and take you off the dribble, whereas F FAU likes to throw it down low to their big man, and if you collapse on him, he'll kick it out. But they like to run through the post for sure. Right, right. Um, the next game, first round, um, Duke beat Oral Roberts. Um, they kind of look they, they Duke started out hot from the gate, um, knocking down threes left and right. Um, didn't really lose the lead, and they had to lead all the whole game. Um, uh, Tennessee beat Louisiana, so I, I, I did have the the East Duke and Tennessee right. They kind of met. Um, Kentucky beat Providence. Um, Kentucky faced uh, face, uh, the Kansas State, beat Montana State. Uh, Michigan State, 72-62, uh, beat US, USC. And Marquette beat uh, Vermont, 78-61. Now, yesterday, ten Tennessee beat Duke um, uh, to advance to the round of or 16 uh, Kentucky, I think Kentucky or Kansas is facing Michigan State in three sixteen. Uh, that, so that's the East and South region. Um, the Midwest. I mean Houston advancing. They're in three sixteen. They face winner of Miami and Indiana. Uh, Midwest still. Um, Xavier beat Pitt eighty four seventy three. Xavier faces Texas. In Sweet 16. So, so I mean, as the tournament goes on, we kind of have our, you know, Sweet 16 favorites. I mean, our teams, Alabama, San Diego State. Um, Prince is waiting on the live game, Baylor, Creighton uh, in the South region. I mean, Tennessee is waiting on the winner of FDU, AFA, or AF, I mean, FAU. Um, Kansas is facing Michigan State, or Kansas State is facing Michigan State. Um. Oh yeah, here's uh, first four, mm -hmm. first four. I'm not sure if it's in or first four. I guess out. I guess. Uh, so these are the, oh, that, that's, that's how. The, yeah, that's just the first four, four tournament to figure out the last four remaining spots in the field of sixty-four. Got you, got you. Yeah. So um, before I stop sharing, I mean, do you have any uh, you know surprise upsets or? Oh, uh, I mean. Any thoughts well, on, the mark, I, uh, on the tournament so far? I think the interesting thing, though, is FDU technically wasn't supposed to be in the tournament. Actually, I think Merrimack was supposed to be there, but 
Merrimack broke some rule or something like that, some weird violation they had, which allowed FDU in. Then they go on, beat Purdue. You know, the coach has been all over the media the past couple of days. So they're, they've now become like the tournament darling. You know, I mean, Purdue, look, the Zach Eady had a good season. I do wonder about him in terms of an NBA prospect. Oh, okay. Explain. Explain. Because I had some, I had some thoughts too about like, you know, because he's a big. Because like when I first saw him, well, like when I first saw him, he might be like a a Yao Ming, you know, tall guy who can like dominate the paint. Yeah, but Yao Ming was way more dominant than he is. Yeah, I know. That's what I was. Yeah. So that's my issue with him. You know, he he has great size at that height because you'll get a lot of guys who are as tall as he is, but they'll be like really thin framed and you worry about physicality. I don't worry about that with him. I do worry about, you know, how dominant he can be. Will he be too passive? Because I, I still can't understand how they lost to FDU. The guy guarding him was like a foot shorter than him. They should have ran their whole offense through him. But it seemed like Purdue had a tough time getting him the ball down low. Now, maybe it's something that he works on because I think some people, I think he has another year of eligibility and supposedly he may go back to school, which I think would probably help him because if he were to come out now, to be honest with you, he's probably a second round pick, if that. I could see him going undrafted. So him going back another year, if he can show a different element to his game, Maybe he becomes a first round pick next year. I don't know. Doesn't he have one? Doesn't he have to go back one because he's a junior, right? Yeah, no. In basketball, you just have to do one year. He could have came out last year if he wanted to. I don't think he's ready, ready, man. He's not ready now, even though he'll probably be player of the year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he has a height to be NBA player for sure. He's seven three, but it's like you know, some 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 seven three, seven foot plus players are clumsy and they're you know they're with their heavy on their feet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew somebody, you know, when, when, when I went to high school, um, he was like seven foot and he could even like, you know, make a layup. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's like, I mean, obviously he can make layups, right? He can dunk the ball, but it's like when it, when you put him against like an A, like an AD or like a Jokic or like a, a B, I, I don't think those guys are, will not come up at the center position. Nothing they can get developed. Um, because I I've seen he can be dominant when he can. It's just like I, he wasn't the, one of the top centers in the eight, like in either NCAA, like mm-hmm. him and that dude Cliff from Rutgers. Um, like you say, he might get big man of the year or center of the year for the probably, award. Probably win player of the year or player of the year. Yeah, but because this whole season kind of led up to him leading Purdue to a deep tournament run for them to go out one and done like this to a 16 seed with a bunch of little guys on the court really bad look you know FDU they went at him because what they basically did was they pulled him out ran pick and roll with him got him on a smaller guard and the guard just blew by him I will give you the credit he is pretty athletic in terms of his coverage on a lot of that pick and roll but yeah, offensively, I just have some questions about him. So yeah. I'd be interested to see if he does stay in school. 
hopefully people around him are like, you need one more year. And I would definitely be checking him out at Purdue to see what improvements he's made. But based off of that game, I'd be like, I'd be worried about him next level. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Maybe one more year, or maybe he goes to the NBA, goes up to like the G League. I mean, I can yeah, be, but you know, if he came comment. out now, he would he'd be in the G League for sure. Some team would, you know, put him in their system to try to make him better. He can be like a. Um, I mean, I don't. I, I, he's more like an interior force. I don't know if he has a shot. If he could be like a James Wiseman, you know what I'm saying? A kind of like that developmental player, you know, that can, you know, like a test. Yeah, I mean, not a test. I, I, I won't Wiseman say a test dummy, issues, but. but yeah, I see. No, what I'm oh, saying I mean, as far Wiseman, as it's like. Wiseman's more more skilled offensively than Edie, so I wouldn't even use well, that. Well, yeah, because he's, he's, he's kind of developed, and then now he's going he's doing his thing in, in Detroit because they got traded. But, um, yeah, but I'm starting to wonder about Wiseman, too. Is he just the guy who puts up numbers on bad teams? Because why couldn't well, he? He wasn't a Warriors. He didn't get the, he didn't get the playing time. And plus, they were supposed to run him. in Golden State. But Wiseman was supposed to, Wiseman was supposed to be like that. I wouldn't say test dummy, but like that that prospect that you know, like since Looney was kind of like a power Golden forward. Because Golden State literally had zero size, and he he's athletic, yeah right. And and that's why he said that was. I his... thought he was a great fit, but he was always hurt when you looked for him. Now, you know. Mo Gaming puts in there. Wiseman gonna develop nice in Detroit. I'm pulling oh, for yeah. him. I think. Boy, Mo. How you doing? How you doing, Mo? I think with Wiseman, you got Cunningham. Before. But it never really amounted to anything in the standings. I would like to see Cunningham Wiseman as a one-two punch inside outside, you know, based on what they put around them. You know, they have other young guys there, Killian Hayes and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Maybe Detroit turns into something next season. And yeah, Mo, I agree about opportunity because like I said, when he's at Golden State, I love the pick. Didn't work out for whatever reason, you know, he's in Detroit and because Detroit doesn't really have any expectations right now, I'm assuming he's going to get every opportunity to shine down there. Hopefully he takes advantage of that and becomes. Most yeah. like, okay. uh, so, no, we yeah, like three, that, two years. That, I mean, I would say, I would yeah, say. I, that's where I was going with it. I was just saying like, can he and Cunningham develop a chemistry that, you know, next year you see improvement. You know, Maybe they're threatening for a playing spot. Then two years away, maybe you're definitely a playing team threatening to top six, that kind of area. So yeah, I agree with you, Mo. I I do think they're two, three years away. Yeah, I gave I definitely give them two, three years. Um, you know, to I mean they're young. They got Jaden Ivey. They have you know uh, that, was, that was I couldn't think of his name for a second. Yeah, I and Jaden Ivey. He played at Purdue too. Like he played at Purdue actually. I, he reminds me of like a like a young like Russell Westbrook. Cause, cause I, I seen him live uh, play at the Rutgers game. He looked kind of like you know he can dunk, he can slash. Um, I know they had Travion Williams. I know I think he's on the Warriors G League. Yeah, yeah uh, Jaren Durant. Yeah, Mo said Jaren. Yeah, Jaren Durant is is good too. Yeah, okay. I Well, Caden is is now gonna see is he injury prone? Can he come back from this? I don't know. I, what was like I, a knee injury? I'm not buying that Kate injury. I just think that that. You don't think so? They, they they weren't looking to 
compete this year. No, I think Cade was actually injured, but I found it weird that they automatically called him out for the season with the shin injury so long ago. So I feel like they were just being safe with Cade, you know, kind of, I guess, tank for Wimbayama, even though I don't think they'll be that bad to get the number one pick. But, you know, you're bringing another nice young piece there. Now you're dealing with Cade, Ivy, Wiseman, Duran, Player X. You move forward with that group. Then you try to fill it in with role players around them, some veterans and all that. You know, Detroit could make some noise in a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, um, now, like, you, that's, that's good you say that um, a topic that you bring up about how these teams are, you know, obviously every new year there's always this top prospect. Yeah. Now, I don't get me wrong, man. I I want Wimian to go number one, but a player I want to go number one. I think why that he might beat out Wimian is Scooter. Scooter is that he can dunk, he can slash. I think he's already in the G League. I think or he's yeah, playing he's call yeah, yeah. But it's like wow, this dude is. Um, yeah, probably why Wimbledon is going to go number one, I believe, because every team wants to get him. But another team, that you, like like we've seen, like, you know, uh, Boncaro, people thought he can be like a top two, three, maybe one draft pick. Um, but now, you know, Jabari Smith was going to be that. Because imagine we're going to pick him up, uh, Jabari Smith, but then I guess last minute phone calls, um, Boncaro slide up. So I can see Scooter like over overcoming Miana. But I don't know. I think I have my eyes set on with Miana, but Scooter, man, you gotta watch out for him, I, man. I, 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 I didn't see highlights with Bancaro though. Anybody who watched Bancaro knew he was definitely gonna be the number one pick. I mean, that's no disrespect to Jabari Smith, but I I, I love Bancaro. I, I think Orlando did right picking him. Orlando's in another situation like Detroit. They have a lot of young players. They need to identify who their core is going to be, move forward. If it's going to be Bancaro, like Cole Anthony, uh, well, they let's say they J- move. J- they move Jalen Suggs, right? Jalen Suggs on the team, right? Jalen Suggs? I wasn't as high on Suggs as some, but he, came from Gonzaga. he, he could turn into a you know, good rotation piece, good core piece as well. My problem with Orlando has been – They've had so many young guys go through there, yet they don't look like they're improving in any way. Those or injuries like can't... Jonathan Isaac, like sad. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean that that you feel really bad for. Like he fought back after two years out, finally gets the play, gets injured again. So now you got to worry about him going forward. You know how long of a career is he going to have? Same thing like Lonzo. Yeah, Lonzo Ball, man. I don't like hearing a third operation on a knee. Yeah, it doesn't me make me feel happy. Like now, once again, I was not one of those who was high on Lonzo either, but I'm not gonna sit here and be like, uh, oh, good for him. Like, no. I I can, you know, respect Lonzo as a distributor, defender. I never bought into the whole Steph Curry comparison, but you know, we see that all over sports where they attach players to certain people, shoots them up, draft. Yeah, Mo, yeah, Mo has a good point. Um, right now, Orlando Solid, they got all pieces to be good. They just they are young. Yeah. Um, I that's yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of these teams, 
stockpile so many young players that now then you have young players blocking other young players from actually playing. That's where I think some of these teams get into uh, get into problems. But you know, Orlando did move out some of them. Yeah, I'm trying to see why the comments won't show up on the on the screen because me pulling them up. Like you know how like Ty we see his message on whatever on the side. That's in your settings, but uh, I mean, we'll figure that yeah, out. There's, there's like a text box or something you can pull up, and it'll just pop up on screen. I can't really? remember. Really? Right uh, all right. Um, it's like, yeah, I think it's under settings or something, but I don't know. But um, but I mean, yeah, Mo brings up a good point. Teams like Orlando, Detroit, um, teams like that are interesting ones to watch over the next couple of years. Are they still in the same situation two years down the line? Have they made any movement up? Because if they're because if you're two three years down the line and those two teams are still where they are now, something went wrong somewhere in the process. But I don't know. But yeah, but yeah, also, uh, just mm-hmm. about one by Yama, The reason why he'll go number one, that's basically where the league's heading. Really tall, skillful. Uh players i mean yeah you're right but look, i mean look at the pathway check i mean yeah he played in like a what the the drew league but with that player you can, you can get hurt like you Any know can get hurt. well i'm saying that's, but like you know he's supposed to be to like that oh yeah that everybody wants to go positionless it's just got a skinny man it's like you know like bull bull i thought he was gonna get hurt but he had he's doing good man i forgot bull bull they got bull bull don't they like the magic yeah yeah but that's what i'm saying bull bull was there you had Bamba too, literally the same player. You had Isaacs, who was another tall yeah. forward. And I mean, Isaac's situation kind of played itself out with the injury, but Bamba and Bol Bol were there. It's like, do you really need both of them? I mean, seemingly they chose Bol Bol over Mo Bamba. I think it's the right decision, but uh, that's the kind of things you have to do. But but yeah, the way the league's going, Wembayamas, Holmgren's. Teams are going to covet that, at least for the next few years, because that's where the trend's going. At a certain point, somebody else will come around, be the next big thing, and then the trend will flip somewhere else. That's just how the NBA works. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I was watching this, like that dude Scooter highlight his, his highlights. I mean, he's 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 exciting to watch too, man. So like he might go too. Uh, I'm but I, like I wouldn't be surprised if he goes number one though. But I think Wembyana is the number one. Huh? I think I'm look at what highlights. No, but I'm saying his stats. Like he's he has been going off, man. Um oh, there was a comment. No, nah, Bobo better. No, yeah, no. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. Between Bobo and Bamba, you they chose Bobo, which was the right move. Bobo is better. He said offensively. Yeah. Yeah, Bobo was more talented. I agree with that. Uh, oh, actually, let me introduce you to Mo, man, because I've been uh, – I met him on actually a Facebook group, 2K group, and uh, we've been hooked up in, in, in 2K, and uh, he actually pl- played overseas. So, Mo, if you uh, if you uh, are still in the chat, man, um, just tell me, man, because we all are NBA fans. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure he's in the chat still, but um, if, you know – you're, you played overseas, right? And like the NBA is full of European overseas players. You got Giannis, you have 
Luka Doncic, you have Embiid. Um, so I just want to ask you a question, man. Like how for a player or for me and Kyle who haven't really played overseas like that or whatever or at all, um, like how is a competition could to compare to like the American, you know, NBA as far as you know, oh, the American I, players? I, I can answer that one. Depends on what league you're in, but there's some nice international competition because uh, before Luca came to the NBA, I watched his games when he played for Real Madrid. For Spain, yeah. That league is legit. Um, I feel like, it, okay, so the major leagues internationally. Well, like, I'm saying it's just like for just a player playing in that league. Like, I mean, I, I obviously, I, I mean, I mean, I, like your perspective is, is important, but if he's still here, like a player yeah. is like playing. But I mean, no, I mean, you can go ahead. I don't mean to cut you off though. No, no, no. I'm just ahead. saying, like, you know, I feel like the days of where it was seen as the NBA being vastly better than these other leagues, those days are kind of slowly, you know, going away because, like I said, Spanish basketball, really yeah, good. Physical, physical. Yeah. Hell. Yeah. And when you hear Van Gundy talk about the international rule around the rim, that's why. Like, you, if you put a layup on the rim, it hangs on the rim. You can knock it off and just go. It's Where's not goaltending. Goaltending. No, it's not goaltending internationally. Oh, uh. And when Van Gundy talks about it, I'm like, I wouldn't mind seeing that rule in the NBA. Because you have these guys, the ball's hanging on the rim. They go up, put it back in. They're saying it's on the rim. So it's goaltending. It's like, it's clearly falling off. Yeah, but, they start... And yep. I start at 14, old, 14 years old in the process. I'm just getting bumped around by yep. grown, I think this is a girl, men, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I mean, look at Kobe. Yeah. Kobe played, like, what, in Italy, I think? Like, 14-year-old, 16-year-old kid playing with grown-ass men. Tony men. Parker, Luca. I think Luca but, was 50 when he started. But, like, as you notice, like, not – I mean, the quarter of, like, the M- MVP race guys are not American. They're – it's Jokic, Giannis, Embiid, the top three. Um, you you would think that you know or American center would be there, but I mean I don't think that means anything. I'm just saying it like just like it's always been Jokic, Giannis, Embiid have been in that conversation. So it's like European players are making a making a splash. Um, I, I know we had some you know prior Tony Parker, you know Ginobili um, in the sure. past. Uh, oh, who's that shooter? I uh, that that tragically died. Um, he played That's on the, yep, him. His story was pretty amazing. Uh, how like you know they kind of used him as like Clay Thompson in Portland. Wasn't really didn't really want to go to because his play style he wanted to go to the rim more, but Portland didn't want him to like you know mess up. And then when he went to the Nets, he was more free to do like you know play make and create his own shot. And unfortunately, he passed away. Um, but I mean, these, I mean, and as the NBA branches out and expands, I know the thing about doing like that, uh, going like to the African leagues and stuff and you know, promoting that stuff. I, I mean, it's gonna be well, that's very, very been, that's already been a thing because that's where you got Embiid from. And actually, Giannis, what I think Giannis was in Africa when he was score overseas, when yeah. he was, um, I can't remember how Giannis works, I know Giannis. Has African heritage in him, as well as Greek. Greek. So I think he was born Greece, lived some country in Africa. I'm not. I'm, just, I'm not going to throw out a country name to be disrespectful, but I know some country in Africa. 
I want to say Nigeria. Not sure, but that's where they got him. I know Elijah one was from like an African program where they found him because he was playing, he was playing soccer goalie when a team found him. Wow, and they recognized man. his footwork, his height, and was like, "Come play basketball." Uh, Matumbo, guys like that who have really pushed the African development. You know, Baka. So uh, that's definitely been a thing that's been worked on for years. So I mean, I, I'm I mean, I'm kind of doing it. doing an interview with uh, Mo because he's played overseas. So like, so you said it's hard to score in European leagues or, or overseas. Like how? So when we translate like the fouls in the NBA, where like now the modern day foul, where it's like you know, if I touch you with my finger, it's like a foul. They're allowed but, to play like '90s perimeter defense. Wow, that's wow, wow. So yeah, I wanted I wanted to ask Mo like, if he's still in the watching the stream or the show, like. I mean, how are the fouls? Like, can you like deck somebody? We're not, we're not deck somebody, but like body check somebody. Like, how it was in the nineties. Like, how was that? And like, you know, like over there, you about, literally have to hack somebody to get a foul call. He he was in Greece. Oh, I put it up. He was in Greece. His pops moved to them. He started okay, playing yeah. in Greece. All right, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So yeah, the question was Mo, um, like you know, how are the fouls like? How do the fouls work in like overseas fouls compared to the NBA, where it's like a touch foul is like a foul, and like are there any really are there technicals in European ball, and like how is that playing in the game? Like, uh, yep. And so, I uh, uh, he said in the and it's no three seconds, so they can sit in the paint. Wow. That's why the ball being on the rim is such a big deal. You already have a big man there, and they're conditioned to just knock it off the rim. I don't think the NBA will ever change. Maybe they will change that. That would be pretty interesting. Um, Do you know how many guys in the NBA would be affected if they went to that type of rule set? You're taking away a lot of, like, Harden's game, Trey Young. They officiate Americans different, yeah. Well, actually, Mo, explain that. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure. I think I know what you mean. But as far right, as like I, different, I hear what that means, but yeah, that I would be interested to see what he says. But yeah, if they went to that, a lot of guys' scoring average would dip, and you know these NBA players, not a lot of them would like that. Some guys would flourish under that. It'd make your Pat Bev's, Marcus Smart. Dylan Brooks, guys, more important. Because they'd, they'd actually be able to play defense the way they want to and not have to worry about fouling out. Right, right. attack foul, which then changes the way they want to play defense on the perimeter. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, once he's talking. So, I mean, I know last show we kind of talked about John Morant. I'm his antics, but I know a week from I got our so our episode was a week from from then. Um, a lot has changed. Uh, he's going to counseling, and hey, I mean I don't mean to talk bad on a man because like I I believe everyone has second chances. So I'm sorry if I you know called him out or whatever. Which I mean I was kind of like mad in the moment at him for what he did, but like you know it's good that he's you know going to counseling. But I did not the thing I did not like. Well, I know it was for you know ESPN. Um, in TV, but the Jalen Rose conversation. Um, 
I don't think those like questions off camera would be the same as questions he would ask John Moran off camera, you know? It was there and what I mean by that was like the questions were kind of like wishy-washy, where it was like like kind of like I feel like Jimmy Rose was like an interrogator, you know what I'm saying? Like he hasn't worked like that. You know I, what I'm saying? I don't understand why he got that interview, to be honest with you. Like, I get it. You want to, you know, paint, you know, John Murat as like, you know, a guy who, 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 who is getting his career back together, you know, going to counseling. But it's just like the questions were kind of like they weren't scripted, but they're like, you know, they were written down. Like, say, like, I guess my point was like, if they were at a restaurant, no, no cameras or at a bar. A lot of athletes don't like that kind of interview, though. A lot of athletes want to know what's going on. No, well, no, I'm saying that, like, you know, if 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 the questions were like that, like, they're just like, you know, just like me and you on a a show or, like, Mm -hmm. you know, on at a bar, at a restaurant, like a planned restaurant, like, date, location. Um, I don't think the questions that Jalen asked on on TV would be the same ones as, like, as what those were. That is my my opinion. They're kind of like you know, kind of straightforward. You know, questions like you know, to I mean, John Moran. I don't know if you saw his answers. You, I guess they were kind of sincere, but it's like, I guess they were. I'll take him for his word. But I know he's going to counseling. I guess he's trying to get back into the league and to the NBA um, to his team. And um, but I heard that the counseling made. He might be done for the season, or he might he might come back. No, I think he come back in a couple of games. Uh, I mean, the league suspended him eight games, so it's not going to be sooner than that. At least I did comment. Let me see. Uh, he says um, that I'm a bigger guard than most in the leagues. I play in so I play in so. What's a foul over here? F would say it didn't look like it. Look like it yeah, kind of yeah. Yeah, that's that's very interesting too. The league backdated his suspension. Okay. Okay. The league backdated his suspension. Got you. Yeah. Okay. That that does change that a little bit. Okay. Well, I mean, that should be secondary nature because if the, you know, counseling and all that is legit, should let the process run through. I hope it's not something like, yeah, yeah. There are there's some like there's no way a guy can you know ch- change his ways in like two days. That is like t- it takes time for a guy to like or a person to get his mind right. I don't think like, five days or a whole week. Uh, no, I think you know more time like a month or something like that would be to fully like you know learn. You know, I don't, th- I don't think one or two days are gonna be enough for him to get right. But he said he, he's a change. He's gonna be a changed man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his daughter always, you know, is, is, is he's he's playing for his daughter, his family, um, like he should, uh, yeah. Um, and we'll see, man, um, if he changes his ways. But he 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 has, I think, put the league on notice of you know, he's gonna have all eyes on him and how he acts. And then he still has Dylan Brooks on his team, so it's like, I mean, yeah. so. We know Dylan Brooks isn't changing anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, do you see him uh, like really like uh, run over a cameraman and didn't even apologize? Hey man, you gotta keep up the persona at this point. 
Yeah, I saw that. I mean, it's not. It's not like he didn't. Even, he was like, "Oh my bad." Like, "Oh, you okay?" I mean, I I, I know that I'm gonna stop the like game for that. Every player would like, do that. If you ran over a camera, you check like you good and all that. At least most players do. I mean, that's Dylan Brooks for you. I don't get it, but yeah. Oh, Gene's in the chat. Faithful Gears, Gene. What's up, Gene? How you doing, man? Thanks for tuning in, man. Gene, the Green Machine, man. Uh, he just got back from his his cruise. I'm about to go on mine too. Uh, we're gonna be. Well, I'm gonna be gone Easter break, so I'm. I hope. I hope you enjoyed your. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. That was uh, Gene that uh, said that. Uh, his he's eligible for her next mm-hmm. game. Okay, yeah. I thought that was Bill that said that. Okay. Cool, cool. So well, uh, I guess what a lot of eyeballs on him in Memphis when he does come back. Oh yeah, and not we're not just Memphis. The whole league and all is going to be watching him to see how he acts and stuff because. Um, I forgot his response is why he brought the gun to the club. Um, in the Jalen Rose interview, I forgot his response, but I probably um, rewatch that. I don't remember most of it, but uh, I know you don't probably care. Either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, it's like those interviews. It's either gonna go one of two ways, you know. Either the players gonna come across as arrogant or something, and then people watching will be like, "This dude's never gonna change," or it's just gonna come across like softball questions, and people be like. Oh, this interview wasn't legit. Like, how do we even know? I don't yeah, know. That's, any- that, that's wrong. That's how I'm, I'm like, was this, was these questions like legit? Like, he's like, I mean, I know you have to be like kind of like PG for ESPN and stuff. And you don't want to be like too, like, uh, too in detail. Because um, it's for like ESPN for the company. But it's also but- like what I said with, you know, if Jalen Rose approached John Moran and was like, let's do a sit down interview, I'm just going to throw questions at you. Would John want to do that? Or was it something where he was kind of like, I'll do the interview, but you can't talk about this, 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 and this. You have to highlight well, this, this, and this. And we don't know that. But like, would you expect like Stephen Jackson to, to ask his questions to jump around? Like, those comp- he, he's probably going to have a chance to go to do an interview with Stephen Jackson because Stephen Jackson probably would have gone places he didn't want to go. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I well, mean, you know, you could have done, I don't know, maybe like Doris Burke. Maybe she would have. I don't know. Who, who knows? I, I was kind of surprised it was Jalen Rose. But yeah, that was well, everyone um, before the interview, everyone was thinking either like Jalen Rose should, should, should talk to him because he's been there before mm-hmm. um, in that situation. So I guess that was a that's a perfect player or former player to talk to. But now we're, since we're on NBA, I guess we might as well talk about like you know playoffs and you know what's going on. Um, I know, you know, I think the Celtics are third, but they clinched. I think um, Milwaukee's number one. Basically, the top three seeds in the East have clinched at this point. And yeah, so. Cleveland's probably just days away from clinching. When when do teams, like, officially, like, clinch? I guess, can it be the last game of the season? Or when I, they... I mean, the reason why those teams are clinching is because Miami is the seventh seed right now. I think Miami has like 33 losses. So basically, once you get to 49, 50 wins, you're clinching a playoff spot at this point. Right, right. Um, so in I the East, it's kind of. West. I think they're yeah, the Denver. Yeah. West, yeah. So. 
Um, yeah. So, like, you know, other than, you know, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Celtics, Milwaukee, um, I know probably down like five through 10, it's kind of like any, anyone can grab, like the Knicks can maybe get their way in there. Um, the way they're playing. Um, I say it's a lock at four. I say Knicks are a lock at five. five I think the Knicks are a lock at five, yeah. Now, six Um, spot. Maybe Atlanta, Toronto, hell no. Um, I'm still still not fully bought into Atlanta yet. Uh, But hey, the record is, I mean, they can. Huh? Who is six right now? Is it Miami who's six? Check that real quick. For some reason, I'm thinking Miami's seven. So, like, who am I missing? Um, Atlanta's eighth. Yeah, I, I know Atlanta's not in the top six. In Brooklyn six right now. I oh, yeah. It's so easy to forget about Brooklyn now. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know how confident people are in Brooklyn. I find it hard for them to hold on to that sixth spot. I think Miami finds a way to get to six. Which would make the plane a little bit interesting because Brooklyn's got talent. Brooklyn probably has enough talent to win a play-in. I don't know what they would do in a first-round series against one of the top teams in the East, but yeah, it's something. I mean, Atlanta has played better under Quinn Snyder, yes, but I still have questions about Trey Young, which have been documented. And outside of that, nine and ten, I, I. Could care less about because Kyle said he got the he got the receipts on Trey Young. <laughs> he got the receipts. I'm, I'm one of those who's critical of Trey Young, and I still am, even though he did get that big steal against Steph Curry in the game against uh, Golden State. He let people know about it, doing a little finger wag as he's taking the layup. I get it, but. Mm. Like, do I think they could do anything against uh, Milwaukee or Philly or Boston? Probably not. Because at least Philly doesn't have Ben Simmons there to help them. True, true. Um, yeah, so, I mean, now we have the West. I mean, like you said, Denver clinched the spot. Uh, we probably know Sacramento Kings are going to clinch the spot. Uh, Memphis them. Grizzlies. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of turned, they've always been a trash. Kind of organization. Um, they have they have been lower teams they, in they recent in, in the nineties. Early. Well, 2000s. I'm saying I'm saying recently, like they had they, really, they had like yeah. they had uh they, I mean they have um Marvin Bagley. Uh, they still got Harrison Barnes. I mean, that, uh, but Fox. they have some young people. They got Darren Fox now. They they had Buddy Hill at one point. Um. You know, Jer- uh, not Jeremy Lin. I mean, Alex Lin, the center. Uh, he was there. I mean, so I mean, they had some yeah, some keep. Well, well, now they got Keegan Murray, but I'm saying like in the past five years. And those years they want to talk about. But um, Mike Brown, former assistant coach of the Warriors, kind of has turned that. Turned that. I mean, that that's all due to being under Coach Kerr's, you know, tree. I'm learning from Coach Kerr. Um, it's kind of. You know, definitely was an upgrade. Uh, as I think, I think Mike Brown's part of Coach Pop's tree too. And he, and wasn't he? Um, I think I, I think he got the. Uh, and wasn't he the under uh, from being? Yeah, I'll say the Cavs too. Yeah, the Cavs because he didn't he coach like um, 
LeBron, one of LeBron's teams. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So, um, who was that other coach? Um, he had the bald head, goatee. Um, it wasn't Mike Weston. Uh, it was bald head, goatee coach. Who did he coach? Was it? Was it? Um. Oh my God. Was it Freight? Will Freight? No, it wasn't Will Freight. No, it was Will Fraser. Nah. But I swear to God, there was some a boy that could that looked like Mike Brown. Now, I swear. Um. Hold on. Let me look that up. All headed coach looked like Mike Brown. <laughs> I know this like it's a random bro. Uh, I'm interested to see who this is because that's the ball head parts throwing me off. I'm like John a blank thinking of ball headed coaches right now. Oh here um Mike Woodson. Oh yeah, he's coaching uh, Indiana right now. <laughs> oh, he is. Yeah, yeah. He's the coach of the Hawks. Yeah, yeah. I know. You're talking I mean, about I don't, he don't look like actually. He don't. He don't. He don't look like uh, Mike Brown. Mike Brown's yeah, a little darker yeah. skin, but my, yeah. Uh, now that you, when I thought the ball head, the ball headed guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's Man, coaching. Indiana. I know that was random, but um, yeah. So we got the you know looking at the standings. Uh, yeah, we're talking about Denver. Yeah. Denver, Denver has in. Denver has clinched. Sacramento's a lock. Number one spot. Sacramento's a lock at two. Memphis. Uh, Memphis at three. Suns at four. Boy, that can flip flop because the Clippers are right behind them. Uh, at 37, 34. Uh, Dallas is a lock. So basically, seven through uh, ten is up for grabs. I know. Um, the uh, Lakers are 11th, uh, right outside the 10th spot. They had the Magic tonight. Um, so, so another key game. I guess I guess every game going on, going forward is a key game for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is. <laughs> um, well, look at their games. They have Magic. They have the Suns. Which I mean, no KD. Um, how long is he out for? That doesn't matter to me. And Thunder Bulls twice in a row, like in two easy dubs. Hey, Bulls are back in the playing, man. They're there. They're that's crazy. That, that's fighting. crazy. That's crazy to even say that they're back in the playing. The way they. I mean, look at look at the rest of the teams at the bottom of the East. You have the Raptors, who, I mean, you know how I feel about the Raptors. So. Yeah, there's. Mm. Nick Nurse, man, that that title of Kawhi did wonders for him because he's probably untouchable up there. But that team is trash to watch. Yeah, I didn't even. Wait, wait, wait you and Brett told me to tune into that. I didn't. Even t- I forgot to tune into that game. I, as I said, I wouldn't waste my time because it's yeah. it's brutal to watch. Although yeah, they're think- probably like. Two players away from actually being good, like a, like, a, like a superstar. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, like any NBA or any more NBA news you can talk about that's on your mind? Um, uh, not really. I mean, until we get to the end of the season, like a lot of it's still way up in the air outside of. Oh, no, it's about the, N- the MVP race. Oh, uh, yeah, Jokic, Jokic, Embiid. Um, at, when it's all said and done, who do you, like, who do you have winning it? I've said for weeks, I think the league wants to give one to Embiid because I feel like, you know, there's a lot of people within the voting community who might not feel right giving Jokic three in a row. Embiid's having another good season. You know, they moved up into a tie for second. I've kind of said if they were ever around being the number one seed in the East, I think that would get him the MVP. You know, what are they, like a game and a half or something behind Milwaukee? If they finish Mm -hmm. the game behind, they finish in first, I think Embiid gets the MVP that a lot of Philly fans, I'm sure Gene would chime in if he was still in the chat, probably think he should have one by now. I feel like he he ends up getting it because I think I said this a couple weeks ago on Cheap Seats maybe. I feel like Embiid has become – a sympathetic figure in Philly. They look at the pieces around him, how those pieces don't consistently help him. And I feel like people are starting to, I don't know, necessarily like appreciate him more now, but I don't know. I just feel like he's being viewed differently because, you know, the Ben Simmons thing blew up in his face, the organization's face. Even Harden right now, Harden's looked he's he has his moments where he looks like vintage Harden, but more or less, you know, he kind of is whatever it is right now. The Tobias Harris, where you're not really sure what kind of play what kind of play you'll get from him on a nightly basis. But every night you turn you tune into a Philly game, you know Embiid's gonna give you thirty five, sometimes forty a game like 15 boards, you know, he's efficient at the free throw line. He can stretch the floor as well. So I feel like Embiid wins it this year. Not to say Jokic isn't having an MVP type season, but Embiid's do one. Yeah, I do agree. Embiid is, is do one. Um, I think he should have got one a couple of years ago. Um, I would say the year that Yon, well, Giannis won in the second. I think it'd be able to win that year. He, Giannis was the clear front runner, his first mm-hmm. MVP bid. But I feel like Joel was right there with him, uh, with Giannis that the second year. Um, I think Joe, I think uh, he wanted back to back Giannis. Yeah. Um, so and then Jokic turned around one back to back right after him. Yep, yep. So I, I do believe that uh, Joel should have won that uh, his first MVP that second. Um, Giannis stint with the MVP, but uh, like 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 you said, he's well deserved. Um, he's kind of carried that kind of carried that the Phillies team. Um, and they wouldn't really be Philly without Joe and B. Let's just be fair. Um, he's kind of like that anchor of that team. Um, let's just put it this way. I mean, Philly's a top three, top top two, top three seed without Embiid. They'd be like a maybe seven playing team. 
I'd say. Um, that's all, I mean, unless they replace that color of a player at center. At that point, I, you're banking on Harden and Tobias Harris to pretty much leave. Yeah, I'm not banking on nothing. I'm not Gene. If I'm if you're here, I'm not betting. My I'm not betting that. <laughs> if I'm, I'm sure just saying if he was bet on that either. Yeah, but no. Um, and B is it's it's well deserved. It's it's well it should be well earned. Um. Now, I mean, I mean, would you be mad or shocked that you know that uh, they give to Jokic though? Because I think I feel like Ise is like flip flopping. The problem is, I can't say I would be mad because Jokic is putting up MVP type numbers. They're gonna win the West. That's got a factor in somewhere. You know, he's playing with uh, Jamal Murray, who's coming back off the injury. You know, Porter Jr. has his own injury issues. Jokic has been the consistent player there. For I mean, maybe Jokic ends up winning it again, and we'll just look back at it and be like, it was just poor timing for Embiid. You know, he started he played really well when Giannis was dominant for those two years, and now Jokic for three years. Maybe that's what it ends up to being, but I think Embiid gets it this year, and. You know, I guess right the wrong, like, because you said you thought he should have gotten at the Giannis second year. I think Sixers fans probably feel the same way. So why not give Embiid one? It's not like we would look back and be like, he didn't deserve that. You know, he, he clearly does. That's coming from a Celtics fan, too. Kills me to say it, but I got to be real. Like when the Celtics play the Sixers, Embiid's literally the only player I worry about. Harden doesn't scare me. Harris doesn't scare me. P.J. Tucker doesn't scare me. But Embiid, I know what Embiid, when he's going and everything's good, I know how dominant he can be, and that's that's the one player on that team that scares me. Oh, you're muted. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, so I guess they wrap up the NBA. Uh, I guess we'll save the last like thirty something minutes until like the second hour. Um, so I'm trying to cut it down to like an hour, to a, an hour or two, so we'll mm-hmm. save the thirty something minutes. Um, that be after the NFL. We're gonna discuss like the free agency, you know, tracker. I mean, before we discuss, I mean, I have the NFL free agency tracker up right now, so we'll go over each division and with the moves, and then um, well, first we'll talk about the Lamar Jackson because obviously. You know, we, we got to, he's still not signed to a team or no team has offered him an offer sheet yet. Um, I'm pretty sure that will pick up either in a couple of weeks or maybe at the draft. Um, mm-hmm. Even though uh, the NFL PA's um, lead guy, um, Maurice, or uh, he came out and said that, um, basically, saying, basically saying what I've been saying, there's no way that, you know, a, a player of that caliber, MVP caliber, has gotten an See, offer. I, I didn't know. It was a Demora Smith guy. I yeah, didn't know Demora, he put out a statement. If that's the statement he put out, that guy's an idiot. You can't force teams to do something that they don't want to do. But, but then again, you can't. I mean, but what do you expect? It's not an uh, indictment on Lamar's talent that he hasn't been offered a, an offer sheet. It's the Browns contract that, to the that, Watson. That, 
that's not Baltimore's and problem. owners that's are not his other team's problem. Uh, it's not. I mean, it's not. It's not. They don't have to sit there and continue this path that we're going. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. Well, isn't that collusion yeah, but, then? But even Cleveland restructured Watson's contract this offseason. So it's not even that big of a deal anymore. But the problem is when you're attaching two first round picks to a player, every team who's been involved supposedly in the Lamar talks has like a top 10 pick this year. All of these teams need that pick. So they're going to wait, see how free agency plays out. They'll probably draft those players because they want that guy. Then you could go, Hey, our team is here, here, here. If we get Lamar, that puts us here. Let's make an offer to him. There's no problem with that. So what what does the PA need to come out and say something like it's some type of secret deal working backstage to make sure Lamar hangs out there? And even if that was happening among some owners, I doubt every owner feels that way. Because now there's people talking about the Patriots might get involved. I'm I don't see it, but at least with the Patriots, their pick is number 14. Maybe they'd feel a little bit more comfortable giving up the 14th pick because they they kind of filled some needs in free agency. So then they would have two starter quarterbacks with Mac Jones and Lamar Jackson. I'm assuming they'd probably gauge Baltimore's interest in him, and if they didn't want him, they'd put another player there, you know, trade Mac somewhere else. It wouldn't take that long to do that. There's other teams. Maybe they go to Carolina. Let's say Carolina uses the top pick on Will Anderson or something. And then they don't get any of those top quarterbacks. Call Carolina and be like, you want Mac Jones? You think he's better than Matt Corral and Sam Darnold? You do? Here, take him. Give us a fifth rounder. I don't care. And, I mean, another 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 type of story is like our teams are willing to, even though Baltimore's, you know, kind of like in a waiting game right now, they know that, you know, whatever match or whatever offer sheet they get, Ravens can mm-hmm. match. So it's like, Which I still teams are kind of like, at all. huh? I don't think that's their plan. It, it wouldn't make sense because think of this. You don't think the Ravens they, are going to match it offer? They've literally sat around while free agencies happened around them. What has Baltimore done to free agency? Not a damn thing. So if they're playing, instead of well, instead of like re-signing players and kind of fixing the cast, I mean, they, they were going to do that anyway. But if their plan was to have Lamar test the market to get a big deal that they could have offered months ago, to wait for somebody to offer that to then match it, now you're bringing Lamar back after free agency is gone. What purpose was that? Where where have you improved the team in any way? If that's what they do, Harbaugh should be fired. Whoever's in the front office need to go because that's the dumbest idea ever. Because if that was your plan, you would have signed Lamar. You'd have gone through free agency, made your moves, and we wouldn't even be talking about this. So clearly Baltimore's plan is whatever offer they've made to Lamar, that's it for them. So you think think Ravens are done with them? I think. They hope Lamar goes out there. No team signs him. He comes back at that number. It'd still be a stupid way to go about it. But, you know, at least that way you'll be like, I guess it was more on Lamar not wanting that. He tested free agency, and then he went back. 
But either way, I think the team kind of looks dumb. However, it turns out because if I'm a Ravens fan and I'm looking at this, you know, we needed a wide receiver. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm there's not, still I'm some. I'm not say a week because I'm not a Ravens fan, but I'm saying as a Ravens mm-hmm. fan, you'd be like, could have gotten a wide receiver. Look, Adam Thielen just signed in Carolina. I mean, yeah, there's still some. I mean, some options. I mean, there's OBJ. There's DJ Chark. OBJ wants like twenty million a year. How are you fitting uh, that into your he salary? He came cap? up. He didn't say twenty. Well, he kind of confirmed like fifteen to twenty. We kind of confirmed that on Twitter that he wasn't twenty million. Okay, I mean, he's not going to come back for six. But um, I think he just kind of set that aside, saying that he's they probably doing that now because where could he really go? And then they signed freaking um, the then the Cowboys, well, the Cow- the, well, the Cowboys wanted him, but then they got Brandon Cook, so it's like obviously his number didn't fit what they wanted. But um. But yeah, let's let's just go through the uh, the Francie chapter so far. I mean, they could still get Hawkins. He hasn't been traded yet. Yeah, the, he he he's on the market. Yeah, yeah. There's Jerry Judy. About I th- I don't think he's a free agent. I think you got to trade for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll need shirts. Damn, I think it's like all right. I feel like Hopkins might get moved. I can see that maybe this week or next week. Supposedly they only want a second round pick. Um so we'll so we'll go um we'll just go we'll go down the line. We'll go down the line. Uh AFC East, the move. So um they they signed QB Kyle Allen, uh wide receiver, Deontay Hardy signed two year deal worth one thirteen point five million dollars. Nine and a half million in base salary, um, and a five million fully guaranteed. Uh, OG, um, Connor, oh, of the guard, uh, Connor McGovern signed a three year, 20, $23 million contract. A linebacker, Tyler McDevesh, reassigning. Um, I'm gonna go down like Jordan Poor came back. Uh, Sam Morgan, Milano, and Jordan Poyer being re signed. Right, so right. I mean, they could do more, but that's about yeah. Um, next team, Miami Dolphins uh, got Mike White from the Jets, signed a two-year deal. Um, didn't say how much he gets. Miles Gaskins, running back, resigned with the Dolphins. Raheem Mostert resigned, two-year, uh, five point six million dollar deal with two point two million guaranteed. I run back Jeff Wilson, Braxton Berrios, uh, receiver from the Jets. Eric uh, Sarbert. Um, the big one, the big fish was Jalen Ramsey, uh, or Jalen Ramsey acquired in a trade with the Los Angeles Rams. We all know he wanted out of um, of Ram of Los Angeles. Um, uh, so I think Dylan said that it was either Miami or Jacksonville. That's Jacksonville. Uh, they got former safety uh, Deshaun Elliott from the Ra- well, he did play for the Ravens a couple years ago. I think he played on the. I'm not sure what race team he played on. Um, but he signed with the Dolphins, um, punter Jake Bailey. Um, your Patriots got James Robinson, who signed a two-year deal worth $8 million. Uh, Juju Smith-Suster from the Chiefs signed a three-year $25.5 million deal worth $33 million with incentives. He received $60 million guaranteed. Um, they got tight end Mike Dusecki. Which you say you like the trade or the deal? Agreed to a terms on a one-year deal, four and a half million dollar deal. 
uh, three hundred three point five or three hundred three point five million dollar guaranteed. Um, Chris Board, he was on the Ravens. Uh, Jabril Peppers, uh, right, the New York yeah. Jets, the whole, uh huh, huh. I was saying uh, like the Peppers came back. Oh yeah. So now it's a Jets tall fiasco with Aaron Rodgers. Um, big sign Alan Lazard and the Jets. Supposedly going to sign Lazard even without Aaron Rodgers requesting it. I I guess. (laughs) Whether you buy that or not, that's what the Jets are saying. (laughs) Right. Uh, Solomon Thomas uh, or or Beth Schweizer signed a contract with the Jets. Um, We've signed Solomon Thomas, Quincy Williams, uh, their linebacker. Um, Chuck Clark got actually we traded him uh, to or get some cap space uh, for a 2024 seven round pick. That's kind of a steal for us. Like you know we get a, you know some money back and some pick for. Uh, it's only uh, a steal. Got... That means Lamar's coming back. Trust me, if Lamar doesn't come back, Ravens fans will look at that and be like, okay. And then punter Tom Thomas Morstead, time with just. Um, so uh, I guess Baltimore, um, AC North, Lamar Jackson received the non-exclusive franchise tag. Um, they signed, re- they re-signed Justice Hill to a two and a uh, two point two million dollar contract, with include one point five million guaranteed. Um, Trayvon Mullen um, re-signed on a declaring as Lamar's cousin. Um, I think uh, re-signing on a one-year deal and safety. Geno Stone re-signed. So not many moves as far as you know. I guess we'll see some moves in the coming weeks. Or if so, if the Ravens, uh, we'll see. Um, Bengals got Orlando Brown. Um, how do you like this trade uh, or the signing from Orlando Brown? I mean, they, they have to upgrade their offensive line. They tried it last season. It didn't work. I mean, Orlando Brown's pretty good. We'll have to see. Well, that's the only way I could uh, grade that one. I mean, I'm happy that they at least tried somebody. Because I can't remember who their tackles were this year, but it it was awful. So, I mean, Brown was good enough to start on Kansas City. That has to mean something. All right, all right. Um, the Bengals signed Cody Ford to a one-year deal. Yeah. Uh, Jermaine Pratt, a linebacker, re-signed with, to the three uh, to the team with three-year twenty-one million dollar deal. Uh, Pratt receives ten point three million in a year and one and fifteen million over two years. So not really many big moves happening in AFC North. I mean, Cleveland Brown got Jordan added, uh Atkins, um, Ethan, uh, I don't know any of these players. Or oh, Thornhill, he's a safety. Juan Thornhill's a good, good pickup. He was he was a player that I kind of put on the list for the Patriots to look at because they needed a safety. But yeah, that, that's a good pickup for Cleveland. He he's a. I think Thornhill's more of a. I think he's like a free safety. So. He's got, he's got good skills with yeah. the ball in the air. That, that That's a good signing for Cleveland. Gotcha, gotcha. Steelers, <clears throat> they got off the guard Nate Herbert. <clears throat> um, signed a two-year deal with for the eight, eight, $8 million with $4 million guaranteed. 
Um, so they 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 went more deep. Um, so they went two uh, off the players, and they got more defense with Larry Ojemba. Um, in that division oh, with Cincinnati there. That's true. Uh, Cole um, Cole Holcomb, Elton Robertson, Patrick Patterson, or Peterson. I mean. I'm being brief, say, briefly go over the AFC South. We got Case Keenum, Mike Boone, Noah Brown, Robert Woods, Brand Cruz, Chris, the Dallas Cowboys, Larry Tunzo, uh got his payday, which um, if you're that includes a young quarterback. You got to get him a tackle, so that makes perfect sense. All these other players, Jimmy Ward, uh, Indianapolis Colts got Gardner Minshew. Um, Ashton Dolan, Tavon Bryan, uh, Samson Ebukam, uh, Matt Gay for kicker. Um, I mean, not really a big, I mean, not really big splash move. I mean, so we got uh, Jared Stenham, QB for Broncos, uh, to back up Russell, um, Samajay Piran from the, oh, wow, he got traded from the Bengals, uh, Malcolm Burton, Chris. Manhart's uh, Ben Powers. I mean, Cincinnati's basically let people know they're going to put their money in Burrow and the wide receivers. So Mixon, Pirine, I mean, they weren't going to they weren't going to waste money on them because if they had signed those two, T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd probably had to go, and they don't want to do that. I, got, I mean, I have to say it's probably the smart way to do it because running backs, if you know what you're doing, you can find running backs in the draft or free agency, whereas top-tier wide receivers, you kind of want to hold on to those. Right, right. Uh, Chief signed Jawan Taylor on a four-year $8 million contract. Which <clears throat> means he, they think he's an upgrade over Orlando Brown because Taylor um, got more money than Brown got from Cincinnati. Hey, she didn't make much moves. I guess they got some different players. Uh, Nick O'Grady, uh, Charles Amenhu, um, Tershawn Wharton, <clears throat> and Mike Edwards. Some more defense and, and two um, offensive big men. So uh, Jimmy G got to the Raiders, or got, got to the Raiders, um, signed three years, seventy-two point five million dollar deal. Uh, that includes twenty-four million. Because this is gonna be looked at as the same as the Tebow thing, when he was in Denver, traded up, took Tebow, that ultimately cost him his job. This Garoppolo move will either make him look like a genius, or he'll get fired because of it. I'm just going on a line. It's not really. I mean, Josh Jacobs was uh, received a non-exclusive franchise tag. So, yeah, no, I was right. He wasn't a non-exclusive. So, you can get traded. Exclusive tag. I think you or Keith said that he's on an exclusive tag. Um, So, he's on a non-exclusive tag. So, huh? No, we said he was non-exclusive. It's just for a running back, they'll kind of wait on him. Like 28, maybe he'll get signed somewhere, it'll probably be an under the radar type of signing. But yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, Cowboys, they got Cooper Rush for backup. Um, Tony Pollard signed him. I, um, I know Ezekiel Elliott's on the market now. Um, Brandon Cooks, I'm pretty sure they slapped the tag on Tony Pollard because they want to keep him. They want as a, But he's injured, so he's kind of recovering. Um, yeah, but they slapped Pollard non-exclusive as well. Oh, well, yeah. But I, I mean, I'm pretty sure they want to bring him back rather than Elliott. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, linebacker late, uh, late in Van, Van Der Esch, uh, resigning with one only one year, $11 million contract. Uh, I think the Dallas made the big through so far, uh, as far as you know, talent, we got Stephon Gilmore, uh, Brandon Cooks, uh, John got Daniel Jones, four year, 160 million with 35 million incentives, Saquon Barkley, or non specific franchise tag, Matt Breda. Uh, Paris Campbell, uh, they resigned Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton. Uh, they got Darren Waller, which is a big pickup for a tight end. Um, Eagles, more like defense. Uh, Slayton came back. Um, Bradbury, um, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, they're, they're big pieces. Cox come back for one year, maybe his last year if he feels great uh, after this year. Um, Washington got command or Washington got Jacoby Brissett, uh, Andrew Weil, uh, Nick Gates, Tyler Larson, Abdullah Anderson, Darian Payne, um, F.A. Obata, uh, Goody. So they got a couple moves in the scene north, PJ Walker. But I'm noticing like all these teams that you know are getting quarterbacks. Um, all of those teams wouldn't be out on the what's line. up. So, e ha Haku, how you doing, man? Um, thanks for viewing the show. Reset oh. got a one-year deal. Clearly, now he's not part of the future in Washington. Um, I still say that's his team to watch for the Lamar thing. Everybody's still saying the Colts. I guess. I mean, the Colts are sitting at four in the draft. You figure if they want a young quarterback, they should be able to get, you know, between Young, Stroud, whoever you want at number three, whether it's Richardson, one of them should be there at four if they're really in love with one of those guys. But mm -hmm. I'm not really sure. I don't think any, like I said, I don't think any of the teams that necessarily signed, you know, a veteran quarterback is really out on Lamar. That's just more of a covering themselves. If they can't get Lamar, they can't get a guy in the draft or they get one who probably needs some time to develop. You at least have somebody you can plug in there week one and be like, I know you know what you're doing. We'll run with you until whoever is ready to go. You're muted again. Every time. Um, so uh, I guess my the question for you is like, when it's all said and done, draft mm -hmm. comes around. Um, yep. I mean, it, it, give me your honest, honest, honest answer. Um, mm -hmm. Where do you see Lamar? What jerseys do you see him playing in? Do you see him playing in a Ravens jersey, or do you think Baltimore comes to the senses and you know, mess, mess his offer and? And Baltimore is his best fit. 
it depends on the offer. If if a team goes like anywhere around like two hundred in guaranteed money, I don't think Baltimore matches that. I I, I feel like they will cut their loss. They'll take their two first round picks. If it comes after the draft, you kind of got to rough it this year, quarterback. With because they did they resign Hundley? I think he's franchise tag too. Or no, I think he was a yeah. He's a yeah. He's a non. Yeah, he's a yeah. They tag. They tag. They use the tag on Hundley. I think they did. It's kind of wild. Okay. Um. I mean, you either bring him back or you go with a veteran free agent. I mean, you have guys like Matt Ryan out there. I doubt that makes you excited. Uh, Hell no. I'm trying to see who else is really out there, though. I mean, even Baker Mayfield signed something yeah. like that. I mean, maybe you make a deal post-draft to get maybe a young guy who's behind somebody on a depth chart that you think, you know, you bring in the Baltimore, maybe they show something or you ride the year out with Huntley go into next season, try to get a quarterback. Then I mean, I will say coming down to, to this point, I feel like Lamar's options will probably be Baltimore, Washington, or the Colts. That's fair. I don't know how much I don't know how much I'm really buying into this New England thing. It would be a Belichick move to kind of come out of left field and get him, but those are the three teams I kind of see him. I'd probably rank them. If I go Washington one, I just have a feeling Washington might be putting something together. I'd probably go Baltimore two, Colts three. Colts three. Do you see like any other teams like maybe the Titans? Maybe, um, I mean their QB situation is kind of. I mean they got Titans, Titans would make sense. I'm trying to think where their draft pick. But is. then they they want to let go or Derrick Henry's on the. Derrick Henry's a lot of miles on that on that tire. I think you kind of have to move on from. There's a lot. There's there's some decent running backs this year that, you know, you're not going to get obviously Derrick Henry type production, but. They're serviceable. The bigger issue in Tennessee is the wide receiver position. I'd worry about that more than the running back position, but you know, you you, you could kind of make that work through the draft, you know, post draft stuff where you know, getting close to the camp, some veterans will get cut because of certain draft picks, so you can kind of fill out your roster that way as well. I mean, Tennessee. Could make some sense. Some people throw out Houston. Which, I mean, if you think about it, if Houston's going to use the number two pick on a quarterback, then you get Lamar, you train the number two pick doesn't really hurt you that much because you're getting the quarterback you would have gotten anyway. I mean, I would go, for a list, I would go Baltimore 1. I mean, because I mean the narrative is it's like oh Lamar wants out of Baltimore. He he does he hates Baltimore. I don't. I think the media and like Twitter and everything is like paying the. I haven't heard that narrative. I didn't even know that was a thing that was out there. 
Yeah, I, I mean, feel like most not... people I'm hearing from keep saying Baltimore's doing them wrong. I mean, that could be that, that could be it. I mean, I mean, I've seen so many like conflicting like you know numbers of his contract, and apparently that's why I'm so intrigued to watching this Lamar Jackson interview because um, he might he might you know bring out some information in that. Or do you think it's gonna be like an Aaron Rodgers type of you know thing where it's like oh it's like to be like a smoke screen? I, I doubt he breaks anything or lets you in on any negotiation or anything like that. I mean, I'm pretty sure the I'm pretty sure the question might pop up. I mean, everyone wants to know like what's on his mind. You know what I'm saying? Like what's going on? So you know, just what I'm doing like a IG live type of thing. Or no, he's doing like, like a, a on his on his YouTube Lamar Jackson Lamar Jackson Entertainment YouTube page. Our production YouTube to or YouTube page, yeah. Uh, that that could be anything that visits his own page. It could be an announcement like he's shooting a movie or something. Yeah, I think he's shooting a movie, but well, I mean, is he being interviewed by somebody we know, or is it just him uh, just like pop up on his channel just to talk about stuff? Well, I think oh, we, he had like a minute clip uh, of like a little clip of the interview. I think with someone. We don't know who the interviewer interviewee okay. is, or so maybe it's probably one of his close friends or someone in the circle asking him the questions. But the camera's like on him. Um, so he said he would drop it. Breaks anything, but you never know. Yeah, it's not like he's not gonna he's not gonna be on like a podcast. Or it's gonna be just like you know, it's like a like a sixty minute kind of interview, you know, like you know, but sit I down. I can't see him breaking anything in that kind of situation unless he's gonna talk about like. You know, Baltimore, some trash organization, just like I can see. I mean, I can see. I can see a question being asked. Hey, do you want to stay in Baltimore? Or like, you know, I wouldn't even trust his answer to that because technically he's still a Raven, so he'll just be like, "Oh yeah, I want to be a Baltimore Raven." That doesn't mean he actually wants to be one. Yeah. So I'm I'm very intrigued to see what what what's that what that is about. I do have. I did subscribe to the page. I had my post notification on, so when I, he does go I, on the show, I could have guessed you would subscribe to it. <laughs> to you, this has got to be must see TV. Uh, yeah, because like he, uh, you know, because I think he asked him. Uh, I think in the clip, the interviewer asking asked him like, um, "If you come out of Louisville, um, you know, you being at press offense, how like your first year in the league, you're in Marty Marty Morning way." Um, and then he kind of like, so I think it's just like how like the doubts are, the questions like, oh, running back, you know, quarterback questions, and then probably get into more detail, like the contract, I mean, not, I guess, in too much, because I guess he's his own Asian, I guess, but um, maybe they'll, they'll take a deep, they'll do like, like the softer questions first, and then maybe get into the in-depth of like more questions later on in the, in the I would bet probably 95% softball, but we'll see. Although that does bring up an interesting point about New England, though. Because New England technically was going to move, I think, back into the first round to take them at the end of the first round before Baltimore did. So this is Belichick's way to kind of right that wrong and go get them. I guess that would make sense. Like I said, I, I don't... I don't know how much of that I really believe, but it would be the Belichick thing to do. Come out of left field, grab a quarterback when most people are like, is that really your biggest need? Even though some people do question Mac Jones, but 
Yeah. I'm interested to see like I what how, how I'm to react if I saw tomorrow like the Patriots offered whatever for him. Oh no. I'm I'm interesting. To, you like might to buy Lamar Jackson Patriots jersey, man, but <laughs> maybe. <laughs> he ain't he ain't going no goddamn Pacers, man. <laughs> yeah, that'd be your worst nightmare. Oh man, you're gonna yo you yo if you go to, you you would be like you would be um what's the word trolling me? Oh, I got I got your MVP, man. <laughs> I'm not forgetting that though. That MVP was years ago. I've moved on from years that. ago. That was like 2019. That's. Years ago at this point. Like four, five years ago? That's past, man. That's past. <laughs> you know, past. That was right before like COVID started. And we've gone through a pandemic since you won an MVP. All right. <laughs> All right. That, huh. <laughs> that's the past, man. If they right. sign if he, if the Patriots sign an offer sheet, I'm not gonna be like, oh, we got an MVP. I'll just be like I You're gonna lead quarterback like that. I, mean, I think no, he's more elite. Me. I think he's more elite than Mac Jones. I've never argued the other way. <laughs> oh, uh, any more if any more NFL Kevin news? Uh, I think we, did we touch on everything? I don't think it's gonna be this Aaron Rodgers crap too. Yeah, I mean he had that. He came out and said they're willing yeah. to wait till after the draft, and I feel like they should. Why rush yeah. to give Aaron Rodgers what he wants? Make him say. Yeah, the Pat McAfee interview. Um, I mean, I watched it. I mean, you know, I didn't. <laughs> but uh, I've been over Aaron Rodgers for like three years now. So. He did confirm that there was he was gonna we be. Yeah, well, he did say he wanted he he he, he when he was in that dark place. Uh, it was ninety ninety percent retired, ten percent. He wants to come back. He said he must feel his body out, see if his body is capable of, you know, going. Um, but he said he buy what they say. I'm not buying any of that. If he did, um, well, he said, well, he said if he did um, come back, he he's on playing for the Jets, no other team. Um, but you know, but he basically said that like you know, the ball is in the Packers' court. Um, I know he's still on a contract. He because I think uh, Pat Beckett be asked him like, hey, like. What's the word? Are you going to the Jets? Like we all want to know. And he was like, "Well, I mean, I'm gonna tell you like straight up. Like my intentions are to play for the Jets, but the Packers are still paying me. So it's like they kind of had the cards on in their hands. So it's like, well, like you said, I mean, they, they could either send them to the Jets think of right that. now or wait to the draft. He was a free agent, what last year, year before. If it was that bad in Green Bay, you could have left then." You re-signed in Green Bay for big money. Because clearly that's all that mattered. Now all of a sudden, your intention's to play in New York. So why didn't you play in New York when you were a free agent? Could have done it. They they would have saved the draft pick on Zach Wilson, which clearly looks like a waste at this point. But now you want to play there. I hope he goes there. I hope the Jets go 7-10, and 10, to be honest. I forgot. I forgot. They're in your, they're in your division. And I'm not even worried about him. <laughs> A lot of a lot of Patriots fans are crying about it. I say bring it. Matt Judon will sack him four times in the two games, and I'm gonna laugh myself to sleep. 
he doesn't guarantee them anything. One, if you make the playoffs, he's going to choke in the playoffs. Hate to break it to you, Jets fans. Good luck with that. That's my Aaron Rodgers five-second rant. So there you go. <laughs> I just don't get it. He's won one <laughs> NFC title 12 years ago. He won a Super Bowl 12 years ago, but we're acting like he's a guaranteed W for you. The I mean, I, mean I guess it would. I guess it. I guess it would be fair to say that he is, a, I guess, a step up than Zach Wilson at, at that position. Obviously. I mean, it's He's fair to say that. Than Zach Wilson right now. Um, well, I was hyped. Well, I wasn't hyped, but I mean, everyone was hyped because you know, I guess Trey Wango brought the news and it was not true. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Way to go, Trey Wango. Although, if he does sign there eventually, do you kind of give Trey Wingo? I guess credit for that probably not but at least he would have broke it he at least he had the right news he was just a little early with it which is kind of yeah, like the way aaron was like describing describing that the whole time and like the um and like oh. the it was like batman like oh you can only have or like a prison cell it's like you only get one hour of like daylight <laughs> Um, like somebody throws not not throws but slides the food down uh, a chute. Like, um, Alcatraz? Like what are you talking about? I don't know, man. Um, he said it was think it was like five days. I think he stayed in there for like four days. Came out last. <laughs> so, I mean, the way I pictured I it, know, he was probably sweating under some rock. He came out probably thirty pounds lighter. Almost fainted from seeing the sun, but he mustered up all the energy he could to get to his car and drive home. And we're supposed to be like, there's a guy I want to have on my team. I mean, he's been an out there guy, so it makes sense for him. I mean, you do what you got to do to clear your head. I mean, it seems extreme, but he's a different guy. All right. And, um, I guess I guess for Packers fans, it's time for the, the Jordan Love era to, to begin. Um, finally, oh, about time. Man, Kyle is taking shots at everyone's team today, like, man. Well, no, it's true though. Like y'all moved up to take me out of Air Force, and I've been sitting here. The few times I get in, I struggled because I don't get first, you know, first team reps or nothing. The whole fan base probably thinks I'm a bust. I know I can play, but now he's going to go into this season. I don't even know how much of a fair shot he's going to get because Packer fans, if he struggles right out the gate, will be like, we moved on from Aaron Rodgers for this. If he comes out of the gate looking like the next big thing, then the Packer fans will be like, would we stick around with Aaron Rodgers for if this dude was this good? I mean, I'm here for it. I don't know how good of a quarterback he is, but I thought with all of the drama, the missed opportunities of Aaron Rodgers, like you, you just had to move on. Like those playoff games where he lost to Tom Brady in the NFC Championship game, Brady wasn't even good that game, and Rodgers couldn't beat him. Then the game 
where Jimmy G took the Niners that were beat up to Green Bay, beat them there. I was like, that had to be it for him. Because you couldn't beat that Niners team. Like, come on, man. So, it seems that, Bay. I mean, we all knew what this story was. I mean, Aaron said um, on Pat McAfee show that, I mean, I mean, he said what we all thought, and uh, he was kind of pissed that um, they drafted a QB. Um, but he's kind of butthurt about that. <laughs> they drafted you when they had Brett Favre. Get over it. And like he was saying, how like yeah, like oh, God. he just didn't feel like I don't know. I, I, maybe he felt disrespected that you know they were, but. I don't know. Tom Brady is the goat. They drafted Jimmy Garoppolo. You know what Brady did? He kept Garoppolo on the bench. That's what you do. You don't sit there and cry about it years later. That's true. That's true. Drafted Jordan Love. Okay. You were threatening to, to host Jeopardy. What did you want them to do? Nothing. <laughs> I don't know, man. Jets get it um, done. I. I want Rodgers in New York so bad right now. So then when it and I don't, I, mean, I hate to say it, but I don't know how Jets would do because, like, I feel like the AFC or the AFC East is getting a little better. I mean, Miami had upgraded with Jalen Ramsey at cornerback. I mean, so the the Bills are still so there. So, huh? Right now it's Tua and Skylar Thompson because I don't think Teddy Bridgewater's there either. And after this past year with Tua. I don't know how he makes it through 17 games, to be honest with you. Well, they better beef up their O-line, man, because <laughs> give him some help. But even then, like, you could have an offensive lineman, like, back into him. He could fall back, hit his head on the turf. Who knows how he reacts to that? And then you're going to have Skylar Thompson, who, give him credit, he played well in that playoff game for the position he was in. But Right, right. I don't know. Weird thing is, Buffalo – I feel like it's almost an afterthought in that division now. Because it seems like a lot of people are down on Josh Allen now. That's crazy to say, yeah. But Miami, people loving Miami. You know if the Jets get Rodgers, they're going to be the talk of the division. New England, after doing nothing to start free agency, has now made a bunch of moves that people are like, what do they got going on over there? And Buffalo, it's just quiet. Stefan Diggs, you know, they didn't really get a wide receiver to pair up with him. Then 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 they did for release like McKenzie or whatever, the receiver. Or what he, about him? He's not there anymore. Oh, he's not? Where'd he go? I think he's just on the market. Okay. That makes sense. McKenzie was kind of disappointing for them. Um, do you think that um the Juju kind of like feels that that Jacoby Myers role. I mean, I don't know who yeah. I don't know who your receivers are though. I mean, other than and we we loaded now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, Juju Smith. Oh, no, we have uh, uh, Corvette, Corvette. You got that that, that have, player. Uh, Juju Smith. We got Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne. I mean, Devontae Parker messed me up in fantasy. I think he was on Miami still, but like, I, I was about to win, and like, I, all my players have played. I think it was a Monday, a Monday night game. I think it was against the Raiders, I think. Uh, I mean, he's, he's projected to have 11, like, receiving go- or points. 
mm-hmm. for my team to put me over for the win. That dude did not get targeted. I think Waddle got the, tar- the most. But if the, I think I had Waddle because I think he was hurt. Waddle got hurt. So he wasn't active. So I didn't start Waddle. I started Parker instead because, like, you know, mm-hmm. he was playing. And Waddle played, I guess, mysteriously played, and he was targeted more. So that one year, I think that was a couple years ago. I think that was a year or two ago. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, Parker messed me up in fantasy, man. Parker is a talented wide receiver. My only thing is the biggest move the Patriots made was they got Bill O'Brien. He at least knows how to run an offense. Now, my hope is with Jacoby Myers gone, we get more Kendrick Bourne because Bourne last season was put in the doghouse for whatever reason. Didn't understand that. I think Tyquan Thornton is a really good wide receiver. So I'm hoping Bill O'Brien will come up with a game plan to utilize him. I think Juju is an upgrade over Jacoby Myers because Juju can find the end zone a little bit more than Jacoby can. And Juju's better with the ball in his hands after the catch. Jacoby Myers is more of your chain moving wide receiver. I mean, I love Jacoby Myers. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I was actually surprised Juju was the guy they got. Because I think I told you in the group chat or something that I threw out there DJ Shark. I thought that was a Belichick type of guy that they would target. But they got Juju Smith. I'm fine with that. I still think they draft one at some point. They probably won't draft one at 14. I would, I'm interested to see, because they have pick 46, if Josh Downs is there at 46. Is he a guy that they look at? Do they go Darnell Washington, the tight end from Georgia, who's like 6'8", making one-handed catches at the combine? If he's at 46, do you draft him? So there's plenty of ways they can go now. But I, I like what they're doing. Oh, the Gasicki move. Really love that. I guess he can gritty on another team too. So I don't know what kind of gritty that is, but I guess he can gritty. I don't I don't think – I don't think uh, – think... gritty is better than Gasicki. <laughs> I, I guess I can have a competition. He has the goofiest gritty, but he loves doing it. I respect it, but yeah. I guess I'm gonna have a. I guess I'm gonna have a competition in the locker room for completely better gritty content. I guarantee the first time he scores one, he and Mac Jones probably do it, and you know some people may want to bleach their eyes, but it's the dance right now. So hey, knock yourselves out. Facts, facts. Well, um, we're closing on in like a two hours. So, I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about for the NFL or, you know, we think we covered everything? Well, somebody said, what's up in the chat? What's going on? Uh, I'm not sure who this is. No, I'm probably Ty. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, oh, Brett. What's up, Ty? What's going on, Ty? That's yeah, we're just about to end the show, man, but it kind of came a little late. But it's, a, it's all good, man. Um, we had a good show. Um, thank you. Uh, all that matters. Right, right. Uh, Gene came in. I think you appreciate that, Gene, for coming in. Um, got my boy, um, Im, Im Haku 23 uh, from Twitch. Um, I got my boy Mo um, from Twitch as also. And Ty came in a little bit late. That's, that's all good, though. Um, and whenever they got more viewers coming in, so it's like three. So, um, I mean, anything else we want to cover, talk about? Um, I mean, Ty's here. I know Ty likes the juju move to new england 
as a Kansas City guy, which I was like, okay. But um, I mean, Ty, man, you missed my Aaron Rodgers rant, man. You missed it all. But um, I'm trying to think if there's anything in really NFL wise. Um, well, Thielen got moved to the Panthers, or got traded to the Panthers. No, he was a free agent. But well, yeah, free agent. Yeah. What Thielen's gonna be? How much does he have left? I think some people think he's kind of done, but uh, yeah, uh, I was, I, that's why I said like I saw Ty's um, TikTok where he talked about it. But uh, okay. yeah, I like the Juju move as well. But Thielen in Carolina is interesting. I think Carolina, if they get the quarterback position figured out, Carolina's probably a playoff team next year. I think they could be. I think they could win that division easily and you know outside of carolina you know the saints are gonna be banking on Derek carr to to turn them around but you know i know atlanta got johnu smith to pair with kyle pitts i mean that's what desmond ritter throwing on the ball i don't know the jury's still out on desmond ritter you know i, I, I don't know uh, Thielen's old and slow. Glad I don't have to hear people say he should come to Kansas City. Yeah. That's the worry. That he's he's on the back nine at this point. <laughs> you said that back nine. If, if Carolina's bringing him in, you know, Carolina, I guess we'll throw him in the slot. You know, see if he can be like a young quarterback safety valve. I mean, you could do worse in that situation. And like I said, in that division... There's some bad defenses in that division because I mean, the Falcons' defense might be improved, but we'll have to see. <laughs> this is the bottom of the ninth for Thielen. All right, I mean that's comparable. I guess back nine of golf, you kind of give a little bit more leeway. If you're in the bottom of the ninth, like this, this is it for you. So I see what you're saying, Ty. Um, I mean that division. I will say the NFC South. I I honestly have no idea how that's going to play out this year. Tampa Bay, you know, what do they look like next year? I have no idea. But it'll be entertaining for yeah. a lot more than it was entertaining this year just to see how bad all four teams were. But mm-hmm. I'm not like yeah. Yeah, just um, yeah. I mean, if you have any other comments, uh, people in the comments, uh, let us know. And next show, we'll bring them up in the comments. We have more, bring them up in the next show. Uh, we we have more time to talk, but um, we're, we're coming up on two hours. Um, so I mean, I'm I'm your co or I'm the host, Jordan John Louis, um, host of the JJ Sports Talk Show, like you see in the upper top upper of the show. Um, the Instagram link, yep, up below. Um, follow the show on Instagram at JJ Sports Talk Show. On there, you can see my link to my story and get the merchandise. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, yeah, yo, Ty, man, don't worry, man, don't worry, brother. Um, don't worry, man. Um, it's, it's all yeah, good, man. Yeah. Yeah, no worry, no worries. Just, you know, like Kyle good. said, I mean, you're here, you're here, man, and all that counts. Yep. Um, but yeah, if you have any other topics you can discuss on next week's show. Um, feel free to let us know. Uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, I know we probably miss a lot of things. We kind of brushed over a lot of a lot of topics. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll uh, 
definitely be back next week. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot more trades with in the market, uh, DJ Shark on the market. I'm not sure about receiver-wise. I'm not sure other than uh, I mean, like I said, the episode I did about the Patriots, I had Chark on there, who's available. I had Paris Campbell. Yeah, I'm on Chark, signed. man. Yeah. <laughs> Cam- well, I'm saying Paris Campbell's been signed now. Oh, yeah, had- you got D-Hop on the market. I forgot. Uh, I want to see all debate the GOAT, but they may take up a whole show. Like GOAT as far as the NBA? Yeah, is that what you're saying, Ty? Oh man, I don't like Colin with that smoke, but <clears throat> and ne- next topic. <laughs> <laughs> we, we might have to argue, uh, we might have to do that debate the next week. <laughs> well, I want to see if that's what Ty would say, you know, if he wants to do the NBA. I mean, what we'll go debate? What Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady? <laughs> there are some people who probably would try to make that argument. I call them psychos, but you know. I mean, yes, I'm assuming it's the NBA goat debate, but Jay, Jay LeBron Jordan does not want Jordan. I'd warn you if you want to try it. Yep, NBA. Huh? Well, we have it. Kyle and Jordan, Converse Jordan, next week on the JJ Sports Talk goat debate. <laughs> oh, oh, Kyle fixing his net like. Ty, fingers cracking. It's gonna get good. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for this week's episode. Um, you know, tune in. It'll be on uh Spotify, Apple Podcast, anywhere you listen to music or podcast for that matter. Um, do you, you think you have any last words um or last thoughts about you know anything? Go Texas. My bracket is slowly dying a slow death, I think. And, and a Baylor loss. Just lost to Creighton. So that's an upset. Thank you. I had Creighton. That's that's good for me. And I think you're eighth or ninth in the seating. So uh, number one. I want to double check that. Oh, it updated? It updates after every game. Yeah. I think last time I checked, I was like fifth. I don't know what I am right now. Well, how come the numbers are... It says I'm 740, but I'm still number one. Hmm. Or maybe it's just at the points. I mean, maybe. Yeah, it's just adding round of 64, round of 32. Yeah, I'm fifth. All right, all right. Making making your way up there. All right. We'll see. Depending on the rest of it goes, I might get stuck at fifth, but... I think Texas is my big hope right now. Right, right. All right. Well, with that being said, um, like I said, we are out. Um, come back for next next week episode. I guess the goat debate. So you don't want to miss that. Get your popcorn ready. Get your drinks ready. And uh, with that, we are out, man. All right, guys.